Greetings, Azeroth. This is Druids of Azeroth, episode 13, and I am Vatron. And tonight, I am joined by the amazing Liddell. Good evening, Liddell. Yeah, I don't know about the, uh, the amazing, but uh, good evening <laughs> to you, Mr. Vatron. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you know what? Both of us had a busy week in World of Warcraft. Let's uh, talk... Well, we didn't talk about last episode, episode 12... We dove right into the expansion release. We didn't even go about uh, previous weeks then. So a lot has happened since uh, maybe three, four weeks gameplay. But I want you to go ahead and start with uh, some of what you got and been up to and going on to me. Uh, you know, I, I would. I really would love to do that. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. You've got the big news, man. So you've got to go <laughs> first because you've got to share the I, big I, news. I oh, yeah. A lot of news. A lot of news. Uh, so... Before episode 12, I actually got Keystone Mastery. Master, rather. Keystone Mastery, KSM. Um, that was my first KSM ever since I've been playing World of Warcraft. Um, I know Mythic Plus system hasn't been around that long compared to the lifespan of the, the, uh, the entire game. However, this was my first KSM. I was very excited to get it. Uh, and... I can't thank Liddell and, and the guildies that helped me achieve that enough. Honestly, it wasn't uh, it wasn't something that I could have done or would have done without uh, being pushed and helped and guided and all sorts of stuff. So uh, I had a lot of fun doing that, getting KSM. Uh, I am still running a lot of keys now. Matter of fact, this weekend I completed... 220s um, and unlocked their portal. So I did Mist uh, and I think the other one was Necrotic Wake. So those I was going to say, two... you didn't just complete. You timed them, right? Yeah, we timed, yeah, we timed, timed both 20s. And so I have portals unlocked those two. Uh, we tried a couple 21s. Um, we had to scale it back. I, I think I've done in total this weekend... Um, three twenties and two twenty ones. However, we only timed the two twenties. Um, when we were, we we're pretty close timing the other ones as well, but it was, uh, it's a hard week on healers. And yeah, that's <laughs> last week. Honestly, I think was even, but was actually better for healers than uh, this week. I hate quaking, but, uh, grievous is a big problem for healers. So, um, what other awesome news we got here? Um, on our Friday fun nights uh, that we opened up to the community, we got all the way to... Was it uh, Raglan? Yeah, we got Raglan down. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We uh, basically got almost... We got 10 of 11 in normal, right? In one night? Nine. Night. We didn't get lords. We nine. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we ran into problems with lords. So that was a lot of fun. Um... We're still progging on Anduin, and we got Anduin down to 1% when we wiped, and it was the last poll of the night. And for Rurok, I am really excited for this week, because uh, I know for sure we'll be able to get him down this week. So, got to tweak some things, and we'll get it down. It's a pretty busy week, man, or a couple of weeks there. Yeah, lot, yeah. Lots happen. And this week, I I was telling you here a few minutes ago, 
before the show started is I think I've done around 30 Mythic Pluses this weekend. Um, I've done some 15s and 16s with some guildies, and then I turned around and did the 20s with other guildies, and then I did some uh, Valor farming so I could get my healing set, everything that I could possibly upgrade, up to 272. So anything, everything I have on my healing kit is 272 um, or higher. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. And uh, it was a lot of grinding, but I really wanted to push that extra strength and item level and, and uh, help help the team out this week with progression. So, How about you? How was your, wait, your last few weeks like? Uh, overall, pretty good. Um, I've uh, been trying to push back into... Uh, getting getting re-comfortable. I'd kind of done some shifting around for a little bit there. I was kind of playing back and forth with the monk some. Um, as you know, I kind of main switched over for a little bit. and I had uh, I did a little bit of that. And I, ultimately, I just... It's, it's funny, right? We It's just so easy to some extent. You get so used to all the different things the druid can do. And I like the survivability. I like a lot of the... I like so much of the load you can carry on your back as a bear. <laughs> At least it feels that way. It may not always be like that, but um, it, it just it feels like such a solid tank, and the toolkit is just amazing. So you know, it, it's just as usual. It's wrote me back in. Uh, I had done that switch back. I guess probably around our last show. Probably was when I had switched back. Yeah. So I've been I've been pushing back on just kind of making sure I was caught up <clears throat> for the most part. Um, I'm back timing 15s, and I think I timed my first 16 today. So that was a was a pretty good accomplishment. Um, Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, it's a good strong timing. Like it, it felt good. You know, I was able to do some real strong strong pulls, and uh, I'm actually enjoying Vinthir Bear. That's something I've never done before. Um, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, great for mythic pluses. It really is. It really is. I honestly wish I could do it on our Anduin uh, fight because it's also supposed to be ridiculous for that too. But uh, uh, yeah, survivability is just too important for that for me right now and where we're at with progression. One day I hope to to bring him in for that. But Yeah, we we'll go to farming. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I can do it when we're on farm. It'll be fun. But um, but yeah, no, I'm finding it that's, that's given me another cool piece of the toolkit to help. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's you know the managing those jumbo pulls well, and uh, especially on weeks like this week, this was a good week uh, for big pulling. The sanguine puddles make it a little bit inconvenient, but I mean by and large, uh, you, you can get that two or three group pull, and as long as you can either get certain things to die together, you get good movement uh, to get them out quickly before they heal and stuff. You know, it's a good week. So, um, yeah, I uh, no, I did uh, did have a big. Uh, a big fail point. And uh, I was really debating on whether I was going to share this, but you know what I, what I thought <laughs> when I really thought about this, I said, you know what, <laughs> there could be somebody else. Like, that's the thing, right? I, I like to play. I like to think of myself as a good player, but man, we can all make mistakes. And that's right. this is just one of those things. So I, 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 I just want to kind of own up to it here because I think it's a good, you know, I, it, it, we should own our mistakes. Right. That's true. And so, um, while we were in mid raid, this was during Friday fun night. <laughs> I'm looking at my gear. I'm just messing around. Right. And I'm, I'm flipping back my gear sets and making sure everything's set up. Right. 
And I just happened to notice that you know, the weapon I'm holding, which I was healing for Friday Fun Night, so I got a 255 staff in my hand. And I'm looking at my bags, and I'm just looking at my other staff, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. that that's And I have a, so for clarity, I have a 275 staff uh, that, that I use for my cat and bear. Well, I'm looking, and I'm like, mouse over, and I'm like, the name looked very familiar, right? Like, it's yeah. like I just looked at that. <laughs> I come to find out that, uh, I am using a healing staff in my bear form and cat form. And I have been doing this for the better part of probably, uh, you could say seven weeks, but you'd have to subtract out the three or so with the monk in the middle. Right. Uh, but yeah, so for, for a good four weeks of actual play, uh, I was running with a healing weapon. Um, I even, I see, I even recall taking it out of the vault because when I saw it in the vault, I had just the previous week, I had elected to get my four piece. And I was so excited about that, but I had a 278 weapon then I could have taken. And the long-term play would have been to take the 278 weapon, right? Because uh, you don't always get those. But you know, I went ahead, took my four piece, really wanted it so bad. Felt like I was so lucky the next week when I had a 275 right. weapon waiting in the vault. And uh, I see that the it has the perfect secondaries. It has versatility mastery. And my brain just honed in on those secondaries. And that's all I saw in the vault. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. First mastery. That's perfect. <laughs> Boom, but... took it, equipped it. Never looked back. Never looked back. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, and the, and the, okay, insult to injury. I mentioned the other staff. It's the same staff. It's 255. So when I would heal, I would take the 275 healing staff off and put the 255 healing staff on. It's even better, right? Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you got to laugh at yourself a little bit, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've all been there. We've all done that. I've, I've done that plenty of times. And as a druid, when you're playing multiple different roles, it's easy to do. And so, uh. It, it is. And, you know, the thing is, there was so much stuff getting upgraded all around this time. And I remember distinctly pumping a lot of Valorant around that time into BIS items. And what I'm figuring happened was when I took that healing weapon out and I pumped up some other stuff with Valorant and everything, I kind of offset a lot of what dropped. So, you know, it probably didn't feel like the dip was quite there. Of course, we were also in the middle of progression and, right. uh, you know, I was still working through keys and everything. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just kind of makes you laugh. I had my 239, um, the staff that turns into a Valkyr from SOD. Yep. I still had that in the bank because, hey, it's a cool weapon, right? I hang it on to that. pretty cool, yeah. Thank sure. goodness I hung on to something. Uh, otherwise, I'd be toting a 226 <laughs> staff from <laughs> freaking... Uh, There's the more. Yes, yeah, so I've been using that uh, all weekend long. I will say it, it's funny because... Just fixing that though, it was amazing with the difference that made. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I had been so frustrated with my cat DPS, and I was like, "Man, this is not working good. I don't know what's wrong. I think they broke the class." And it's like, "Nope, nope. You just need a weapon. You're good." <laughs> right? Yeah. You know that little bit of extra agility there really makes a difference. Yeah, if you think about it, it's, it's, uh, I mean, what I was missing, uh, was probably about the equivalent of a, a medium strength trinket being turned on like all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not an insignificant amount of power. Um, you know, there's also defensive stuff that goes with it and everything too. And, um, I certainly feel some of that cause I can tell you I've, 
uh, I felt, I felt more solid, uh, stepping back into the dungeons, everything. It was, it was, it was, it was a good thing to get, to get squared up. But, uh, see, that was my big funny for the, uh, for the week. Um, now I'm on the hunt for a weapon, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And I know there was a couple of times this past, not necessarily this week, but, uh, last few weeks where you were like, man, I don't know about the bear. It just doesn't feel right. Like there's something missing. It's so funny you say that, right? Because you really, I mean, I was struggling with it when I left for the, when I left the monk for the monk, right? I was having yep. some of the same struggle right. and it took running side by side comparisons because I even did that because I said four weeks of play with three weeks subtracted. It's actually closer to five because I played both uh, classes there in that last week doing comparables, comparing my dungeon runs and breaking data down. And, you know, they were really close. The funny thing is, I think right now, just putting the weapon in play. Now, all of a sudden, I feel like the druid kind of shot way in front. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, it, it, it has. It's felt better. But you're you're totally spot on there, right? And it's this is probably another good learning point for people. If things don't feel quite right, man, take a second. Look through your gear. <laughs> see if something just isn't right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or your man. bank. Look through your gear in your bank. Sometimes we go to our bank and just offload stuff just to make room for whatever and maybe a transmog run and we go do that. And then, you know, are trying to remember you have to go grab those items back from the bank. And sometimes we forget. It's true. It's true. I mean, you know, when you're doing your time walking stuff, things like that. It's real easy to, yeah. You know, to grab the, you know, depending on how, how pressed you are for bag space and how you use your management of it. Right. I mean, I think I carry most of my stuff with me, but I do add my time walking to my bags when I go and, um, I'm always super careful to make sure all the time walking stuff gets back. <laughs> Don't accidentally sell right, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's easy to, <clears throat> easy to forget that stuff or accidentally sell it because he thought you just picked up some low B transmog and yep. Yeah. That's all it takes. But, um, but yeah, other than that, um, like you mentioned our progress and everything, we've, we've had good raid stuff going. It's been a great week, uh, from that perspective. Um, uh, you know, just uh, just in general, the game's been good for us. It's it's really has, yeah, yeah, very positive. Good. All right, well, um, this week we wanted to talk about something a little bit different, so we're going to be talking uh, quite a bit about add-ons and what uh, some. There was been some recent news this week regarding add-ons, and particularly the add-on manager Wow Up. Uh, WowUp is uh, just another add-on manager. Personally, I have been using that for a little while myself. Um, and quite recently, I switched over to CurseForge. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is um, CurseForge changed their uh, their IP or API rather to not allow third-party uh, add-on managers to access their stuff. Uh, so in other words, you have to use CurseForge to get anything off of CurseForge. So most people use CurseForge for their add-ons. And uh, so it, it was, you know, a lot of people liked using WowUp. And if you're using WowUp now, you can still get similar add-ons at different other locations. But there's a step you got to do to update uh, your settings in WowUp to only pull from 
certain uh, locations. That is not CurseForge. So you just uncheck CurseForge, make sure the other ones are checked, and then it'll probably pull the add-ons that they have available. Um, the other thing that happened this week, besides CurseForge, taking that away from the third-party add-on managers, is they actually created a standalone add-on manager themselves. That was one of the many points of contention in the World of Warcraft community was CurseForge was kind of bloated with their software. And uh, it, when you when you went to download the, the manager, the add-on manager, it would download Overwolf um, as well. So it, you, you're, you're, do, you're, you're downloading a program, but it's coming with another one, which is adding more stuff to your computer that you don't need. So they did come out with a standalone add-on manager as well that I'm uh, hopeful for. Uh, but I, yeah, I've I've started using the CurseForge app again, and it's pretty straightforward. Um, it's just like any other add-on manager. I mean, I used to use CurseForge back in the day, a long time ago, and then I think it was beginning of Shadowlands. I started using WowUp. Uh, WowUp was kind of nice because uh, it would pull add-ons from other locations, including LVI which if anybody used LVI in the past, going through the manual install process, some people struggle with that. And if you use WowUp, you can go ahead and just download it and then it'll put it, the files in the correct place and you're good to go. Um, Liddell, do you use any add-on managers? Yeah, I've been using a. Uh, I've been using CurseForge for a very long time. I, you know, I've, as you mentioned, right now everything was through the Overwolf stuff. I wasn't thrilled when they made that change. Um, I just, you know, at, at the time I was debating on whether I wanted to fight with it or not, and ultimately my laziness won. I just <laughs> went ahead and, uh, you know, bought into going ahead and using it. I mean, I haven't had a bad experience with it so far. It's been okay. Um, I like uh, and CurseForge has been doing doing it pretty well for a while. Um, I know there's some things that aren't supported out there. Uh, LVUIs. I didn't realize there was anybody getting to support LVUI now. It's kind of cool that they've at least let some add-on manager pick them up. Um, yeah, it's a. I said it's a challenge. They're you know basically folks are trying to find a way to you know, take good work and in some cases try to monetize it. And I think it's reasonable, but. At the same time, it's, you know, from a convenience perspective, it's, I guess you got to look at your target audience and, you know, understand that <laughs> you're, you can't overcomplicate it, right? And you can't, uh, if you make it too terribly difficult, uh, I mean, you, you'll hit a small percentage of the community, certainly, but uh, a lot of folks, like, I, I love being able to just go up there and mash my update button and go. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, it, I spend most of my time in CurseForge, of course, Wage.io, which I, I only mention it because, Honestly, most weak auras could almost be add-ons within and of themselves, right? So, um, I do use that a little bit, but that's not really no really add-on management there, other than being able to share the stuff in game. Um, so, yeah, what's nice about CurseForge is you can set in the settings to automatically update the add-ons too. So they just you just have to have the program settings set to load on startup, and uh, it'll automatically update as it needs to. Um, CurseForge originally there for a while was under Twitch, I believe. 
and then it, they sold it to uh, Overwolf. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember when it had that temporary stint under Twitch. And before Twitch, it was under some other company as well. So, you know, Curse Forge has kind of been passed around by different companies buying it, owning it, and whatnot. Um, you know, it's here, here's here's the thing that's about uh, that Curse Forge that I like, and this is the reason why I switched over to Curse Forge. For every download that someone goes through through the app downloads it or even downloads it from the website it will count towards that developer add-on developer uh, a certain tick box certain amount where they actually will get money back as a developer for that add-on so if more downloads let's just say deadly boss mods super popular raiding and dungeon add-on um, if you were to go on CurseForge, you download it, well, then you're you're helping support that Deadly Boss Mods um, developer by downloading it through there. The WoW Up uh, add-on manager was not counting towards the CurseForge downloads. Therefore, it was hurting the developers when add-ons weren't getting downloaded. It's been a huge battle in the World of Warcraft universe where a lot of people in the community hate Overwolf for whatever reason. Um, say there's bloatware, say there's malware comes with the program, what have you. I mean, there's no signs of that, so I don't know where people are getting this information, but um, I can tell you that uh, I haven't had an issue. Have you been using it for years? Uh, I've tried WoW up just because of, you know, the hype, but, uh, you know, the people who develop these add-ons are people who need to get paid and compensated for their time and energy that they put into these because it's a lot of work to put together an add-on. And, uh, you know, the game itself, World of Warcraft, cannot really be played 100% capacity for certain activities without having add-ons. Sure, you could do it, but it's kind of like hard mode if you don't have any add-ons. They're they're more for quality of life than anything else. I mean, World of Warcraft has pretty much everything built in right now to the UI without having add-ons. Yeah, but you know, that's um, definitely something we had mentioned even in our last show, right? Where yeah. we were looking forward to that UI refresh, and that was a big right. part of it was because... You know, like you just said, it's like, well, yeah, you can do it with the in-game UI, but you're right. It's hard mode. It's, you know, all the things that it asks of you to pay attention to, to do that without being able to manipulate <laughs> some of where that shows up or, you know, getting those alerts or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. It's, um, I mean, it, the game really does, it, it pulls at your attention span and, you know, I think that's one of the things that separates gamers is how many cycles can they put on how many different threads at the same time, right? How many things can you keep up with? Um, that's, that's certainly a, a stress point. And, you know, the add-ons, whether they give you a better fighting chance to keep up with them or whether they, you know, in some cases, I think they simplify it. I mean, you know, truth is when I'm uh, like when we're doing necrotic, right? 
uh, you, we don't do necrotic stacks all the time when we're tanking. It's only during the Apex week. So it helps to have a little thing blowing an air horn in your ear when your stacks get to 20 or 30 or whatever your preferred, oh my God, it's time to run count is. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's interesting. It's like you're, you're even changing the sensory input, right? It's not even that, you know, yeah, I've got the stacks on my screen. It's in the middle of my screen. It's huge. And yep. yet still a lot of the times the audio notification is actually the thing that lets me know I need to, to pay attention to it. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that hundred percent. There's a lot going on. Blizzard has done a great job with putting a lot of good ambience in some of these areas. The music is great. Um, the spell effects on the ground can get overwhelming at times in a large group with a lot of AOE stuff. It is nice having those audio and visual cues to execute those mechanics more efficiently so you can help ensure a victory in that boss. So I created a short list. I'm sure Liddell can probably uh, make his recommendation here, but I, I came up with some good add-ons that I thought were very neutral in what they do, what they bring. Uh, because there's always two different bandwagons for dungeon and raid add-ons. You know, some people live and die by Dudley Boss Pods, DBM. Some people say it's Little Wigs and Big Wigs. Both. I have tried both. Both are great. Um, they are different developers, so they are supported differently. I can tell you that... Um, DBM is a little bit easier because it's a single add-on download from, let's just say, CurseForge. And you are able to have everything you need to alert you for dungeons. It even comes now default with audio cues, which is that's kind of nice. Um, little Wigs is a little different. And Big Wigs, for one, you have Big Wigs for raids, Little Wigs for dungeons, and if you want those audio cues, you have to go to a specific little bigwig download for the voice, for the audio. So you're looking at three different add-ons compared to the one. And I'm kind of big on reducing add-ons and their sizes anyways. So this week I switched over to Deadly Boss Mods. Uh, a lot of people use both uh, or have used both. I've I've used Little Wigs and uh, Big Wigs for a long time, but I thought I would switch over. And so far, I'm I'm happy. I like the look of it. It really doesn't matter which one. As long as you have one, if you're doing raiding and dungeoning, super important to have that information. But there's actually some better stuff that I can recommend besides those two. So we'll get into it here. Um, unlimited Map Pin Distance. That's the name of the add-on to where it will... Uh, right now... There is a limit to, if you get a quest and you look at your map, puts a little thing on your map that you can see, or I'm sorry, not on your map, but in the world. So if you're flying to something, there's a little diamond, yellow diamond, where that quest thing is. If you're a certain distance away, it will not show that diamond and how far it is away. The unlimited map distance, pin distance, will you can see that raid marker or not raid marker, the uh, the quest marker, the little diamond uh, 
unlimited away. So if you're if you're in Revendreth and you have a quest over in uh, Ardweal, it'll tell you that you got you know uh, like a thousand yards away or whatever, and uh, you can see it your entire way. So you can get on your flight path, head there. You'll see it in the distance, kind of relative where it is in the world. So it's kind of helpful. The uh, next one is threat plates. The reason why I recommend threat plates is there's a lot to threat plates. Uh, you, it's very customizable, very user-friendly. Uh, out of the box, the default settings are okay. Um, I modified the default settings a little bit. So when I select a nameplate, then it will put a arrow showing which nameplate that I have selected. So in a large poll, I know which one that I am targeting. Uh, you can also, you know, the, the in-game default nameplate isn't bad, but they're really small. Uh, there is a setting that you can go into the use the interface and change a setting to make the default nameplates bigger. So that's another helpful hint there. The minimap button bag. This is really nice to clean up around your minimap. You know how you download different add-ons and they have a little a, a icon around your map that you can you can hit the icon and it'll take you to the add-on settings and whatnot. Well, what that does, the minimap button bag, is it will put all those little icons around your minimap into one button. So you can click on it. It extends out to the left with all the different icons. And it just cleans up around your minimap, makes it a little nicer. All right. That this next... is one of the best yeah. freaking add-ons. <laughs> yeah, really I got is. this from your recommendation, by the way, originally. I love... I love the mini map button bag. Um, seriously, uh, if you if people don't take one thing away from this podcast, at least investigate that one. Um, it, it that's just so amazing. It really is. Uh, this is actually like the newer version. There was a mini map button bag originally, but it changed and then stopped working, and then they came out with a new one. So it's definitely a must have. Even with, uh, if you use LVI, this is still helpful. All right, uh, Soulbound Conduit Manager. So this is a new one for Shadowlands, and I think, for me as a druid, this is probably one of the most helpful add-ons that I have to help manage my conduits. All right. So let me explain what this Soulbound Conduit Manager is. If you go to, what's that device called where you get your, you change out your conduits? Is there a special name for that thing? Soulforge? Soulforge. Okay, cool. So if you go to your Soulforge and your Covenant or Zareth Mortis, you can then select, if you have them unlocked, there's three different soul bind trees for your Covenant. What's nice about Soulbind Conduit Manager is if you have a tree, that's shared with two other specs. 
uh, specializations. So for instance, for me, uh, I have one soul fine tree that is used by both my guardian druid and my balance druid. And so what this add-on will allow you to do with the soul binding conduit manager is create different preloads for your conduit setup. So for instance, I have my balance druid. I went and created that one. So it has all the correct covenant uh, ability or conduits there. And so once you create a new one for your, let's just say guardian druid under the same tree, now you have two for that tree and then you save that build out. And then all you got to do is go to your soul forge, click the one button and it will swap all your conduits. Super easy, quick. If you're like me, I have to go to wow a lot to check what the conduits are supposed to be. Cause honestly, sometimes I forget what they're supposed to be. Sometimes I experiment and uh, what this does is take the guesswork out of that. Once you set it up once you save your preload and then you can swap back and forth. Um, the big thing though is you still have to be at your soul forge. So again, you can access it at Zerth Mortis or your covenant. Super helpful, super handy. Uh, and then I want to say this is probably the biggest, most powerfulest add-on right now is weak auras. You have to get the we add-on weak auras. And then once you have that, go to wago.io or wago or however you want to say it. Uh, go to that website. You can download weak auras. It'll tell you how to do so. Weak auras is probably hands down some of the most powerful things in the game that can help you anywhere from doing dungeons to raids to helping you um, see different information about your character. It has so many different add-ons. Um, I'm sorry. Weak Horrors has weak horrors. Uh And there's just a plethora of them. I mean, and they could really replace your add-ons. There's so many in there. So that is probably like the two that I would highly recommend out of this conversation in this episode tonight, mini map button bag and weak auras. And if you have any questions about setting up your weak auras, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there. We'll go step-by-step step in how to set up weak auras. But honestly, weak auras. I mean, even if you're just a casual player, you like to go fishing or picking herbs. There's an add-on for that. There's add-ons for fishing. There's add-ons for herbs. There's add-ons for gathering. There's inventory add-ons to show you how much of, you know, fire bloom you might have in your bag. You're farming, you know, purple lotus or black lotus. It shows, you know, there's a weak hour. There's a weak aura out there for almost anything. Yeah, weak auras are, are absolutely amazing. Uh, it's it's got to be the most. I mean, it's got to be the single most valuable add-on they've created. I mean, it's, you know, e even if, you know, if you're, if you're the type that likes to tinker around, the one of the best parts about it is you don't always have to find 
the perfect week or that does it, it looks and feels exactly like what you're looking for. If you can find something close, a lot of times it's pretty easy to go in there and turn the knobs to kind of tweak it to make it what you want. You know, whether it's a sizing issue or whether it's a, I want this thing to flash or make a noise or whatever, it's not typically very difficult to modify other people's work on that one. Um, so yeah, it's a, definitely yeah. something worth doing. I will tell, I'll tell users out there, I spent the better part of a year uh, grinding against the weak aura <laughs> train. Uh, I'd come back to play a lot in 8.3. I was, um, you know, weak aura has been around for a long time, but it's just, it was never something I felt like I needed, but they had grown to a point where what you could do with them uh, had true, it was truly game changing stuff. And um, I, I had to push, I had to push myself over the hump to finally get in there and, kind of accept how to do it and learn to do it a little bit. And, um, it's, it's definitely worth it. It'll elevate your game, uh, give you the ability, I guess I should say to, to elevate your game more than anyone add on out there, I would say. Yeah. Um, some of the ideas that I can share is, uh, we, we have a sepulcher add on that I've been sharing around with the guild. I went through and customized. Uh, certain audio cues for certain boss abilities that I know we are struggling with. And I've talked to a couple people in our raid team uh, last night, and they're just like so thankful that I created some of those and sent that out to our raid team because it really helps them focus more on damaging. And when they hear that audio cue, then they move or do what they got to do with that mechanic. And uh, it's very powerful. There's plenty of weak auras. I'm actually looking at the weak auras website right now at uh, the wago.io. Um, there are class specific add ons, there's role specific crafting, dungeons, Torghast, you know, time walking, a current expansion, previous expansions. They have so many different add-ons they have some for interrupts and group buffs and you know everything i mean gathering professions they have those there's the secondary profession like it just there's just so much actually there and there's a new one they have one for evoker already yeah they have a section already for evokers so I, i i think that's crazy there's nothing in it but <laughs> it's just the name uh, they're holding it and getting ready for well, Dragonflight, but uh, that just shows you how much time that they put into weak ores, is they already have a section created for the uh, evokers. Yeah, it's nice to see that proactive uh, proactive kind of approach, right? Yeah, it really is. And, and, you know, and if you're going to get certain weak ores, uh, if you're a tank, you definitely need to get the co-tank Weak auras. Um, there's one for each expansion. So we got Sepulcher, uh, or for each raid in this expansion, you got Sepulcher, Sanctum, and Castle Nathria. It might be good if you get those co tank ones now because season four is around the corner and you'll be using those again in those selected raids. Um, and some of the other things like, uh, the dungeon one that I have, the dungeon week aura, it will give me audio cues 
and visuals for mob abilities that aren't bosses but are still important. Oh, uh, there's a hallway in Sanguine Depths with General Car Kai. I'm trying to remember what her name was. Um, and you're fighting fighting them down this long hallway, and you have to like fight different mobs along the way. There's this dungeon weak aura pack that I have that'll actually tell me when to drop the shield when I'm tanking and or when to get in the shield. Uh, the little wigs did not have that cue because it wasn't necessarily part of a boss fight. So that's just another helpful thing that it shows is it shows a little bit more than just boss fight stuff for the mechanics. It'll show you certain stuff for some trash packs that have special abilities that you need to pay attention to. Okay. Well, uh, Liddell, is there certain add-ons that you'd like to talk about or that you'd like to recommend or some that you like or don't like, or, uh, you know, you mentioned weak auras, you're kind of opposed to it for a little while, but now you're kind of getting back on the bandwagon for weak auras. Uh, what do you use? What do you like? Um, I got a few different different uh, uh, different add-ons that people might might like. Uh, I know one of them that uh, if you're into Mythic Plus, uh, Astral Keys is a really good one. Uh, this is especially true if you if you like to play alts. Um, you know, remembering what what character had what key can be very confusing uh, if you're in an active guild or whatnot that does lots of uh, Mythic Plus keys. You probably already know about it because people already spam it. You see people list their keys in guild chat all the time. Uh, so uh, that one's pretty good. Um, in terms of, I've got a couple that are a little more uh, outliers um, that I'll mention here, but I, I did want to go back to like the nameplates. I use a, a slightly different uh, collection on the nameplates. I use queen nameplates. Um and they are one of those that you end up having to kind of tack on a couple of three to get the some of the features that you need. Um, uh, there's one in particular that will help me see, like as a druid, I can see what needs to be soothed, right? That's one of the things that you need to get tacked on there. Um, but one of my favorite, most recent things I've done with it is they have a uh, the Queen Nameplates target helper. And essentially what that will do is that will color, I can custom color nameplates, uh, and assign those colors to mobs when I'm approaching a new pack. So I'll give you a good example. Let's say you're in Mists of Tirnasith. You're going through the maze and you run into the little, uh, gosh, name's going to jump jump away from me now. It's the healer. The Mender. Uh, the Menders, yes. So when I walk up to that pack, I don't see like all red bars or whatever the default color is. I will see a light blue bar on the Mender and all the rest are red. So it makes it That's very cool. easy for me to grab that bar target it and go. And once I pull them, the bars then take on the coloration based on my threat levels. So it's not like a permanent thing. Um, this is extremely useful though, like with the Ur Relic and all the different relics. I've got those actually as different colors. It's amazing during an explosive week because I can have the explosives have a completely different color. And since they're immune to AOEs, theirs don't even change color, right? Right. I can't threat them or anything. So they, I've got them as this bright orange color that never shows up in the game anywhere else. <laughs> so um, it makes targeting the plate for the explosive a lot easier when you've got a big clump of mobs. <clears throat> so uh, 
that that's probably one of my better recommendations um, around that uh, that type of thing. Um, I need to look at uh, the one thing it doesn't do as well as managing threat percentages, and that's where I want to. I do actually want to look at threat plates to see if they're. I was kind of hoping there would be a QI version of the threat plates. Um, what I'm looking for is uh, like I'd like to be able to actually see the percentage numbers somehow, and not just like it, it'll show me when I'm losing threat on something. It'll also show me clearly if something is off tanking it, that's okay to off tank it. Like in raid, it'll show up as an off tank if the main tank has it, or in a mythic plus, if somebody drops a earth elemental totem and it taunts stuff, you know, it's not like it's a big deal. I don't care if the earth elemental totem has aggro. So I get a different color for that. Uh, but it does solve that, but I would, I would love to get the percentages. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, probably. Uh, I said I had a couple of outliers. I was scrolling through my list here. Um, so for folks that might run legacy content or have a bunch of older stuff in the bank, trying to differentiate uh, what's what, what belonged to what expansion, there's a mod called Smexy Mats, S-M-E-X-Y Mats. What that does is that will add a little piece to the tooltip for different reagents and stuff and it'll basically flag it and tell you what expansion that came from the next thing we wanted to go over was uh some raid tuning they actually keep blizzard actually is doing pretty good diligence here with um tuning and they continue to tune raids and uh it, it actually is going really well as far as the tuning i think the uh Everything feels right. Everything feels good. Um, that it doesn't feel um, like the the dungeons are under or the raids are undertuned yet. It actually is starting to feel like it's supposed to be. Like we're going in, and I don't even necessarily know if it's the tuning or if it's because we're getting the gear now. But yeah, we're we're feeling pretty good. Feels really, you know, a lot better um, with the tuning that they've done, and I really hope Blizzard continues to do some tuning and get through that, uh, so it'll help everybody. I, th I think, you know, what some people have been saying over the couple weeks is they're really tuning everything in line, so people can get through this content and get ready for season four um we don't know when season four is going to be coming around the bend but these are some good changes that i've liked um i am 100 percent on board with the tuning and you know a lot of people call them nerfs uh I, you know we're not really you know nerf sounds like it's like you're lowering it um i just think it's a bad word I don't like to call it nerfs. Uh, I would like to call it tuning because sometimes uh, they're adjusting it because it was already tuned way too high. You know, I, I've said this before in a previous episode that, you know, world first should not take three weeks to do. I think it's overtuned. I think it was overtuned. I think it was tuned for the race to world first people. Though the 1% of World of Warcraft players that uh, push certain content. And I think that we're starting to feel like it's more in line to where it should be. 
it's starting to feel actually like, uh, you know, Shards of Domination, where it was smooth and things made more sense and the timing was on par with where it should be, certain mechanics. So I think it's, uh, you know, these are some really good changes. I really hope people can take advantage of this and get through the content. Uh, you know, it has helped us tremendously. Over this week, uh, specifically, Anduin received a tuning for Blasphemy. It was like 35 seconds. Got bumped up to 40 seconds. So we have an extra five seconds on Blasphemy. That feels really good to have that extra five seconds on Blasphemy. And that really helped us get over the hump to get to that 1% wipe. And we're really, really close. I mean, we've never been that far into heroic progression for Anduin to see that third phase. Um, so it was, uh, it was, you know, the mistakes were made. We know who we know what they were. We've already talked them through. We're going to make changes and it's going to be better off for, um, the raid team. But these tunings that they've been doing have been really helpful. All right. So Liddell has not came back yet. So I'm going to go ahead and just kind of give us our outro. Um, he is having some internet connectivity issues. Uh, you can find Liddell at Twitter at Liddell, L-O-D-E-L, the bear. And that's L-O-D-E-L-T-H-E-B-E-A-R, Liddell the bear over at Twitter. You can find me, Vatron, at... D-E-V-I-N-A-L-L-E-N-G-R-E-E-N. Thank you so much for listening to Druids of Azeroth, episode 13. Take care.